Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas so you can grow beyond difficult transitions and evolve from those challenging moments that may have influenced your past but will not define your future. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve as we teach you the exact skills needed to attract and keep a lasting, emotionally healthy and conscious relationship. Now, please welcome your host, certified life dating and relationship coach, trauma professional, and best-selling author, Rihanna Milne. Hello, everyone. Welcome to show seven of Lessons in Life and Love. And tonight's topic is dating tips for women to find emotionally healthy, evolved, and a fabulous partner. How are you, everyone? I hope everyone's doing great. I had the holiday off, and then I was on an amazing vacation in Cuba. Havana. It was so amazing. Lovely people. Great tour. Good cruise. (laughs) It was a well-needed vacation. If you have a chance to go see Cuba, I highly recommend it. I am your life and love coach. Just so you know a little bit about me, I'm global, certified life dating relationship coach. I'm known as a life and love transformation expert, and I'm on a mission to change the way the world loves. I hope you, all my listeners, which I refer to as my angels of love and love transformers, will help spread the word on how to have conscious, loving, and respectful relationships because you're going to learn so much here and you can help your friends and help share this show. And this way, we will help change the world. This educational podcast airs every Monday night from 6 to 7 p.m. and helps women and men of all ages to heal from past childhood, adverse events, and abusive relationship trauma or difficult life transitions that impact them today as adults in both life and love. So you're going to learn to to transform a negative fear-based mindset into a positive and purpose-filled, conscious and evolved mindset to achieve success in all life areas. I will also teach you the exact skills you need to attract and keep an emotionally healthy, evolved love relationship, no matter your age, whether you're straight or LGBT, or if you're single and in an exclusive relationship so that you can have the life you desire and the relationship that you deserve. Do take advantage of me being with you for the next hour and get your personal questions answered during this live radio show tonight. Just dial in at 866-451-1451. Of course, you can disguise your name or your hometown. Just give a first name. We're not looking to expose you. I'm looking to help you. Let's get started. Now, tonight's show is geared a little bit more towards the women, but it's dating tips for singles. So a lot will apply to the men. If you're a guy on the show, hang in there and kind of just reverse what I'm saying for women. Just know that there's great dating protocol for men as well. And I'll have to do that in a future show. So much to cover tonight. So it's kind of this one's geared for my ladies, but you may learn a little bit something as well. We're going to go into 13 guidelines for women to help understand men. If my men are on the call and you want to add something to this conversation, that would be amazingly cool. So don't be shy and call in. By the way, gang, tonight's information is coming from my book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve. And this is a number one bestseller on Amazon in women and spirituality, in couples therapy, and number two in psychology. It's an awesome book book of 464 pages and I'm going to just share 
this small little section with you this evening. First of all, a man wants to earn your love. This concept goes back to the man's caveman brain, his reptilian brain, because men like the feeling of winning you from the pack. They don't think of this consciously, of course. This is, again, very unconscious and in the old brain. In the beginning, it's very important that you don't be fast to move or sexually available. Don't chase him. Don't initiate phone calls or texting. You want to let the man contact you first, and he truly will if he's interested. If he stops contacting you, it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. And maybe he's not interested. He may feel intimidated by you, like he can't keep up with you. I work with a lot of successful women that struggle in love, and this is one of the top reasons. They don't feel they measure up to you, and you're not going to convince them that they do. Don't push it. If it's not meant to be, it's not. It's just like you. We all have a type or a love map, and you will know what you like, and he knows what he likes. So if it's not a match and he stops calling, then just let it go and move on to the next one. We just say, next. So let him contact you first and let him continue to contact and initiate with you first after a few dates. Second, don't talk to a man like you would a woman. See, men rarely think about relationships or more focused and goal-oriented on their own personal success. Why? Because a male unconsciously and consciously feels he wants to be the provider. So that's his main goal. He won't show love the way a woman does. And you shouldn't expect that fairy tale hero to emerge. Very often, the guy that comes on with heavy love and attention can tend to be the sociopath. It can be too much or become very codependent on you. So it should be a nice balanced, slow pace, but steady and showing that he does care for you and want to see you. His primary need is to feel safe with you, which allows him then to open up and share his feelings. That doesn't come naturally or immediately with a lot of men. Be patient, make him feel safe. And then with a few dates, he should open up and share even more. Number three, know your own rules and guidelines in a relationship. While my coaching clients know the successful rules of dating, we dive deep into that and the guidelines. So they're well aware of what to do and what not to do, because what not to do is often what sabotages relationships. If anything comes up and makes you feel uncomfortable, follow your intuition and stop dating this person. Definitely one of our rules is you never date a married man or someone that's separated because they are not really emotionally, legally available to date you. There's a lot of stories of men forever saying, oh, I'm separate. I'm ready to move on. Well, no, you're not. Get the piece of paper, then call me back. Don't even start getting involved with that. Wait till the divorce is final. Number four, how you treat yourself reflects your own self-respect. So you want to know who you are and what you want and what you have to offer. My people always feel like they are an amazing package to offer someone. So you want to be ready to date, ready to receive a man into your life. This includes being well balanced. We look at all the life zones. So that's career, your finances. For finances, you want to be out of debt. You don't want to bring debt to a guy. You want to be out of debt, have money in the bank, feel secure in your own life, and what we call be a successful single in all these areas. So that's finances. Career, you should have work that you love. You don't want to be with somebody and come home every day miserable to them. If you're in a career and you feel stuck, 
Get a life coach like me and let's explore a new career where you feel amazing about work and that you bring purpose to others and your life each day. That's what a career should be. Parenting. If you have any toxic kids at home, you've got to get this straightened out. And kids act up, and I hate to call them toxic because I work with kids in trauma. I worked in them in the schools from grades kindergarten all the way through college. But when they are challenging, they are in pain. This is a severe sign that things are wrong and you know you want to get them help immediately life coaching is much better for a teen or young person than counseling sometimes we want to make sure that they're feeling really supported again you want to have a wonderful relationship with your kids get coaching to help you if there is drama in the house if you are a single parent and struggling definitely let's get some help for you spirituality you want to have a really positive wonderful outlook about your life, about love in general. You don't want to have any anger or areas of unforgiveness within you before you have another man in your life. Forgiveness and moving on and feeling really ready spiritually and emotionally is really important. That lends into the emotional stability of yourself and being very health conscious. You want to feel that you are healthy, have a great weight, feel fit, You're doing some regular exercise. You're eating healthy. You just want to feel really wonderful and amazing about yourself before you start the dating process because men will treat you like a treasure if you feel that you are one. And regard his positive behavior with his words and actions of appreciations with gratitude. You know, make sure you say thank you and don't negate if he gives you a compliment. Just say, oh, what, this old dress? No, you want to say, oh, well, thank you for noticing. Appreciate that because men like to show appreciation and make sure that you also appreciate his kind words. You never want to demand or threaten. You want to choose your partner carefully and consciously rather than falling in love with lust or romance, which most people in our society do. We call that the lust factor or lust blindness, and you totally go with chemistry. You form a whole relationship around chemistry without looking at the meat of what a relationship should be and all the qualities of that partner. We go very deep into that. You want to make sure you take your time and make sure all those qualities are there. Number five, men will be at their best to win you and might act in whatever way it takes to have sex with you because they're a man. That's what they want. The choice is always yours. You are the one that says yes or no. And I got to tell you, if that man really digs you, if he really likes you, he will wait as long as it takes to make love with you. You are the one that says yes or no. So take responsibility and pace the relationship. Guard your emotions until you're sure of who he really is. Friendship first is the best path to a great relationship that builds intimacy and trust over time. It nurtures your sense of sexual desire and your confidence in committing to a meaningful and lasting relationship. We have too much of what we call hookup culture here. And I know in episode four, when I was talking to Jordan of The Bachelorette, Jordan Kimball, I asked what the millennial men are looking for and about the hookup culture. And he goes, oh my God, it's so prevalent. And women don't have to do that. No man wants a woman that does that. They just don't. They'll take you, but they don't want that for marriage or a meaningful relationship. So be very cautious. Number six, be yourself. How you want to be perceived is totally up to you. So decide whether you're seen as happy or angry, confident or insecure, negative or optimistic, 
hard to get or easy. I mean, just relax, be your authentic self, focus on loving yourself, have great energy, be positive, vibrant. That's what makes you sexy. That degree of confidence, men love that. And that makes you also very alluring in your whole presence. They want to be around you. And it also comes off as very romantic. You flirt with someone because you feel confident and sexy. That's when it becomes easy. Keep your options open while you wait to meet your Mr. Right, the one. So you just keep dating. Even if there's someone you really see is special, you want to keep dating others so then he wins you and steps up and he says, I don't want to date anyone else. And he might say, are you dating others? And you would say, yes, I am. And he goes, oh, well, can we see where this goes? I'd like to date you exclusively. And then at that point, you can say yes or no. So this is why you don't want to become sexual before there's real discussion about an exclusive relationship. Some women think, oh, well, we had sex, we're exclusive. No, that is not the case. Those words have to be talked about and discussed. So you really shouldn't be intimate with anyone until you're ready to have that conversation. And the man is the one that brings that up. Number seven, your own behavior demands the respect that you deserve. So don't accept any behavior that doesn't feel right to you. Mention your disappointment if he hasn't called as promised or if he shows up late or fails to do that, tell him you're disappointed and you expected him to follow through. Tell a man clearly what you expect in kind words. You don't have to be angry or nasty about it. And if he doesn't want to agree, then just stop dating him. Okay. I mean, yes, things come up. There are emergencies. So you have to be open-minded and forgiving about that. But still just say, I do schedule my time around you and us and our date. So I truly appreciate it when you're on time. Number eight, your date will want to know about you too and where you're going in life. Most men prefer not knowing too much about your ex, especially on the first date. I would not say anything negative. You can say we had a lot of fun. The relationship went well in many areas. But this did not happen. You could say, and he was not financially responsible, which doesn't work for me. That's okay. And that's all you need to say. Two sentences. That's it. You don't have to go on and on. Men are goal oriented. They're wanting to know if you're open to a new relationship and completely done with past partners. If you keep going on about them, it looks like you're not settled with it. Be honest and tell them you're dating several people if you are. And you shouldn't feel guilty about this because you're dating really to enter that exclusive relationship with the right person. He will let you know if he wants to be with you exclusively, as I said. At that time, you do stop dating others if you can envision a future with him. But there's a lot of questions that have to go on between the first date and committing to exclusivity. You want to be sure. You have to be sure you're at the stage where you're ready for that commitment. And this is where I said you have to have a successful life as a single first so that when that right guy does come along, you are ready then for that committed relationship. Number nine, until a man speaks of exclusivity or commitment, don't choose him as the only one or see only him. Enjoy his new friendship without making demands or having any preconceived expectations of where it's going. Again, try to build that quality relationship first. Number 10, if you damage the dating relationship, listen to your partner's concern and acknowledge the full seriousness of your actions and apologize because it did affect your partner in some way. Don't be defensive, just talk it through. There is going to be issues that come up. You're two different people. You're learning about each other. When you apologize with sincerity and kindness, this goes a long way and it will show 
the pattern of how you handle issues when they do come up. You want to make sure you don't get angry or yell or scream. That's definitely going to turn somebody off early on. Number 11, don't put your life on hold for a man who isn't ready for an exclusive relationship, no matter how much you like him. He may have legitimate reasons for not feeling ready, such as he might have had a career change or recently moved to a new area, have an illness or a family issue with a parent or some financial pressure with kids, maybe going off to college. We all know kids are expensive. Whatever it might be, just remain friends without placing demands on him. And at the end of this crisis, the relationship might blossom then into something more wonderful and intense. A trusting friendship turns to love. That man that was likely attracted to you from the beginning will tell you that he is ready and would love to move forward. So taking things slowly allows him to get to know you as someone he can feel safe with. The attraction, however, if it's only one-sided, you only or he fails to call or write you on a regular basis, the relationship won't go beyond friendship and you're wasting your time. It has to be more than a phone call a week, one date a week. I mean, if he really likes you, it should be two dates, maybe three a week, a touch point each day, maybe a text, good morning, have a great day, or calling you at the end of the day when he knows your schedule's done and say, how was your day? So just some touch point, if he's really interested, that usually does occur at least every other day. Number 12, don't manage him or the relationship. Strong career women are often problem solvers. This is what makes us great in careers. But this approach often ruins relationships. Men want to feel needed. They want to feel that they can handle their own issues. Their egos need to feel like the man in the relationship. So just relax by doing less. Don't be manipulative or domineering. Don't even ask, where is this relationship going? That's one of the worst questions you can ask a guy. When they're interested in a deeper relationship, they're going to let you know. Just keep dating others. Keep dating this person until he brings up exclusivity and don't negate or play down your successes or come across as stupid or coy. Men love confident women. Own your power in a very feminine way. Number 13, the last one of this group. You may not feel a huge rush of attraction when first meeting your life partner. He may not seem particularly charming, yet there's a gentle tug of attraction. Attraction factor of one to five. If this guy comes into you at about a three, three and a half, you know what? When you build a friendship and you find out that this person is wonderful inside, you may find that, wow, he's perfect for me. This is something that love grows on you. It can with a really wonderful person and that 3.5 man is going to be your number five shining star don't expect perfection none of us are perfect and none of us are fictional movie characters <laughs> so everyone has a little something but if they are someone that you can trust and feel wonderful about and they make you feel amazing then that's something that truly comes across as very important let's go into what chemistry is is it good? Is it bad? There's five types of attraction. So we're going to go into that. Well, first of all, when I do a lot of my webinars, I want to tell you too, if you want to get on my list for webinars or see all the podcasts and summits I have going on, which are constant, go to my Facebook page, which is Coach Rihanna Milne, and just like the page. And that way you'll see all the announcements. I often do educational webinars that are free and you can just sign up. I go into this quite a lot because 
in our U.S. culture, and I'm sure it happens in other cultures because I do global coaching around the world, and I learn this from my other clients. However, I think it's really heavy in America where we learn to fall in love by chemistry only. It's like the sleeping beauty. The prince comes along, gives you a kiss. He's handsome, and you, you go away and live happily ever after. That's what we learned, how to have relationships, fall in love, and this is how we get married. This is when couples get into trouble because it's only based on chemistry. So this is when chemistry can be bad. Also, chemistry pulls you to your unconscious past. Here's an example. A woman that might have had an alcoholic father, she would say consciously, I would never date a man who's an alcoholic or have an addiction. But the man she falls in love with is a drinker or has another addiction. The unconscious pulls you to the past of the opposite sex parent and the dynamics when you were growing up because that's what is, quote, your normal unquote. The unconscious wants what's comfortable. So it will really guide you back there. And this is when chemistry can be bad as well. You have to go into a relationship very consciously aware. And this is where I say there's scientific research on how to have a healthy relationship, how to date, the questions to ask so that you're not just falling by chemistry alone. Now, yes, there has to be some chemistry. I always say, can you make love to this person when you meet them? It's going to be in important, but it's not everything. It's not the 100%. Yes, you'll see all the times on online dating profiles, men saying there has to be chemistry first. There has to be chemistry first. And that's their number one priority. It's because unconscious caveman brain is the procreator of the race. And that's his number one need, his ability to see that he can make love to a woman. That's important to him first. And going to cave woman brain, our major concern is security. Is this a man that would take care of you, make you feel safe? No matter how successful we are in business, it's our unconscious need to feel nurtured and cared for and secure, no matter what. These are the unconscious needs pulling at each other. Yes, it's good to have chemistry, but this is why women have to make sure first she's someone that she feels safe with, she can trust, he's honest and honorable, and that all takes time. Chemistry is both good and bad and now you know why let's get into the five different types of attraction the main one the first one everyone knows of is physical and within the first five seconds of seeing someone there's either physical chemistry or not and again this is very important to the male the woman, it's important. However, there's other needs or even more so. Emotional, you're in touch with who you are and you're able to positively share your feelings. You possess emotional maturity, which includes honesty and integrity, which is doing the right things when nobody's looking. Two key ingredients for a lasting, loving relationship. The third one is intellectual attraction. You should be well matched on levels of life experience, career success, and education. And some people say, oh, does that really make a difference? Well, initially when the chemistry is up, it may not, but a very successful woman, let's say a doctor or a woman with a doctorate dating a man that might be a tech person, a serviceman, nothing wrong with that career, but over time he may resent the woman and her higher education. Unfortunately, that did happen to me at one time. I married a man who I thought was perfectly wonderful, very talented in what he did. He ran a large commercial laundry, which was very demanding. It's a very specialized skill. So I had a high regard for his knowledge. 
However, he resented the fact I had a triple master's. And I always say, well, I just did that so I could help people. Be a counselor, a psychotherapist, you need to have a master's and licenses and everything else. But he could not get beyond that. And it bothered him over time. I have found out the hard way and the research also shows to be matched in career success and education is extremely important. Number four, spiritual matching. A person who lives in a spiritual or faith-based way is very kind, loving, giving, and mindful of others and their actions upon others. And self-respect leaves you open to giving and receiving love. You're happy and successful in life's areas and you project positive energy. So when you're a spiritual person, it's so important also that you are matched with someone who is also spiritual. It's very hard if someone is faith-based and you would enjoy the couple's activity of attending a church or temple together and he, he would not or the spirituality of a holiday and he's ah it's stupid you know I don't relate to it at all you have to be matched in your level of spirituality and the more spiritual you are the more important this is and I know spiritual people it's like a needle in a haystack is a very special kind of person but you must wait and find that spiritual person. Let's talk now, I would continue about the types of attraction that are important. And this is still under the 13 guidelines for women to understand about men. This level of attraction is very important that you understand it. No, only go out with singles that you respect. So attraction through respect is really important. You would love to have them as a friend. They inspire you to feel happy and confident. They're supportive of you and your work. They appreciate your connection to family. Everything just feels wonderful around respect and support. That's a really important type of attraction and very necessary for the evolved relationship. Number 14 of this group, know that the world is abundant. There's plenty of wonderful men and women to meet. Just put yourself in the places where they are and where they would gather. If you're faith-based, you want to maybe meet them at church or the temple. If you love to dance, go to a dance club. If you're into business and business is a turn on for you, go to business groups and business networking. Go to different recreational activities you like and join a hiking club. If that's what you're into, you might need someone there. Be proactive and get yourself out there to meet great people. Don't settle or compromise on your requirements and want list. It's really important that you define your requirements. And like I said, we go very deep with that in my coaching programs because you really want to know what you're out there attracting. And the last one, don't rush into a commitment based on short-term impressions and visions of romance. Don't gloss over any of the warning signs and signals you don't want to see. Avoid letting lust blindness get you to the point of toxic behavior because you're refusing to look at the red flag warnings. And we work with a list that's, I think, 36 red flag warnings that are so important for you to see in someone before you get married or move on to engagement. You really want to take your time. Everybody's great the first 90 days. That's why we call it the 90 day rule. That's why it takes time. It's usually the fourth month into the ninth month. Study shows that relationships can become toxic. If someone comes from severe childhood trauma that has not worked on their issues, nobody is perfect. So if you're happy and you're satisfied about 85, 90% of the time, then those are great odds. Stop settling for the wrong guy, looking too hard or chasing after men who are indifferent or not 
narcissistic. Those are the guys that just want as many women as they can. They're ego driven. They barely call or text you or they call you and ask you out last minute. No, that's not for you. <laughs> we want you to feel amazing about yourself and date a gentleman. Here's some other things that are important. The don'ts. Stop settling, chasing, or trying too hard. So there's a long list here. The don't list. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's at least 12 of them. So here we go. The first one is don't pursue or force a relationship upon a man. Sex, such actions here would include asking why he hasn't called you. Second, calling to invite him to go to an event very early on or go hear a band, asking him out too early. Third, texting him that you're upset because you haven't heard from him or wonder if he's mad at you or what he's been doing. Don't text him early on. Let him be the pursuer. Number four, giving him information he hasn't asked for or offering to buy anything. In the beginning, let the man treat you. He wants to feel like he is the man, he is the provider. Yes, this is stereotypical, but this still applies. If you become a couple, then you discuss your finances and the ratio of who will buy what. I usually like to still see the man treat on the date where the woman could buy a couple of utilities for the household instead, but let the man treat on the date. Number five, don't contact him by email, text, phone, ask to be friends on Facebook, like the first or second date, don't do that. Contact his friends or ask about him or drop by his home or office. Those are all severely not good to do. Don't come on like a stalker. Take your time. Let him pursue. Number six, don't try to force the relationship to move faster by offering to cook for him. Oh my gosh, so many women do that. The second date, you want to come over and I'll cook for you? I tell my men that's a warning sign. Don't do that early on. Don't have sex with him to think that's going to win him. It won't. He was just happy to have sex with you and we'll move on to the next one. Don't let him stay over. If it's someone traveling into town to meet you, tell him the phone numbers of two hotels. He can call. Stay at the hotel. Don't stay over at his place if you're traveling into town. Even a kiss, he should be the one that initiates that. Don't send him pictures. A lot of men today are like, send me pictures, send me pictures. If it's a nice smile headshot or something like that, fine. Or you in a nice cocktail dress, that's different. Nothing scanty, nothing sexual. Ladies, oh my God, you don't know where that's going to end up. Don't be doing those things. Show him you have some class and say, sorry, that's just not me. And if he's asking you to do that, that's a huge red flag, isn't it? Okay. We don't want that kind of guy. All right. If he's constantly trying to talk with him about commitment, that's going to make him anxious and he'll back off. Even if he was about to commit on his own, he needs to feel independently that he won you and he will initiate exclusivity when he can't stand the thought of you dating another man. So that's why the rule keep dating no matter how much you like one particular person, keep dating others and wait to see how that the primary relationship works out. Number seven, don't try to convince him about what a great couple you are. When he falls in love, he'll feel safe enough to share that deepest part of himself and feel confident that he can make you happy. Share specifically how that does make you feel happy when you have time together. Any kindness that he does certainly compliment on him. Thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you for going out of your way to arrange this for us, tickets for the show or whatever. Those things certainly show your appreciation. 
when I work with men in my practice, the number one thing I always hear that they're disappointed in either their wives or their primary partner is she never shows me appreciation. That's a huge need for a guy. So if you appreciate something, say it. Number eight, don't expect anything from him when you're dating. Realize it's natural for a man to distance himself as he starts falling in love with you. It's calling going into your man cave. <laughs> they like to think about, does this feel like this is right? You know, do I see her as a potential partner? Sometimes he feels vulnerable and scared. So coming and going is somewhat normal. He's questioning whether he can handle the relationship. So give him the space to decide this without any pressure. He becomes more attracted when he starts missing you. It's important to do, say, and expect nothing as he pursues you at his own speed. If you're not having sex with this man, you're not going to get emotionally hurt. If you are intimate, then you're already too overly involved on your end. And this is where you get hurt because you feel too vulnerable. When he does come to talk to you, be available and share your honest feelings without blame or any drama or don't demand anything. He wants to be the one to give to you, to make you happy and tell you he loves you first. Nine, anything that seems needy or desperate is a turnoff to a guy. So just be yourself. Be his friend without calling or texting. When he does reach out to you, be friendly and say, hey, great hearing from you. If he tells you he's not into having a relationship with you, then believe him. Brush it off and begin or keep dating others. And a guy may feel he's not financially ready for a woman or his job might be in jeopardy. There might be something and it could totally not be about you. So a man does respect and is attracted to a woman who knows what she wants in life, who has her own life and she's successful and she has joy in her own life. She's not totally banking her whole life happiness on having a man. She already has that for herself. And she's committed to her own goals and dreams. 10, here it comes again. Don't use sex or cooking to make a man fall in love with you. He'll take the sex and the food and later see you as manipulative and desperate. So stop trying so hard. Also, don't pay for your dates. Too much giving of gifts, intention, affection, or time will make him feel guilty and anxious, especially if he gives less. The overdoing will appear too forward. It shows that you don't have any boundaries. So maintain your self-control and power by keeping your dating options open and your life busy and fun. Number 11, a man's nature is to want to serve, provide, and protect. That's his caveman brain. If you're the one doing those things, he's not going to feel inspired to be with you. No matter how powerful you are, he needs to feel that you need him. When you do want his help, simply ask for his help and show appreciation for his efforts. 12, when he knows you have feelings for him and loves being around you, he'll ask for a commitment to ensure, again, the other men don't get to you first. Love will happen when you least expect it. You never have to look for a chase or work on finding love. Do you have to be proactive and do some things to meet people? Of course. There are all kinds of strategies that my coaching clients do to meet and attract men that they feel they would have a lot in common with. Online dating, a lot of people think that's it, the only way. That's only one of many ways. And there's certain sites for certain people. And it's important that you target the site that works for you best. A loving partner will present himself when you radiate this aura, this light of self-love and respect and confidence. All you need to do, ladies, is get busy living your life to the fullest. Have faith. 
know you deserve someone wonderful and that you are an amazing prize. And when you feel that way and show up to your dates that way, they're going to see you totally as that type of person. If you have any questions, we have a little bit of time. Call in at 866-451-1451. And this is information again from my book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve. This is your global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, bringing you lessons in life and love every Monday night, 6 p.m. live on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Let's keep going. I could talk all night on this topic, successful dating tips for women. Some questions to ask to know if he's the one. Okay. I have about 20 questions that my clients ask, and we can't go into all of them tonight, unfortunately. But here is a few that I want to guide you with. This does not sound like... uh, a drill sergeant interrogatories, really bashing him with a ton of questions. This is casual conversation. I would say, tell me about your parents and where did you grow up? Now you're hoping to hear that he had two loving, intelligent and responsible parents who were kind and supportive, fair in their discipline and who encouraged him to do his best. Ideally, they would have had a long loving marriage, but if divorced, it remained somewhat friendly and civil and both stayed involved with their kids. If they remarried, see if he gets along with his step-parents. Parental involvement should include they attended his sports, arts, or school activities when he was growing up. They spent quality time together. He speaks fondly of funny stories, family vacations, traditions, and rituals. Now, what you want to be careful of is to listen for any signs of alcohol or addiction, drug abuse, neglect, verbal abuse, lack of affection, any abandonment, physical, verbal, sexual or emotional abuse, financial struggle or poverty. Ask about educational career choices of his parents and how his parents got along in general. And you would say, oh, really, does someone tell you that much information with that question? For me, yes, they do. It's amazing what I find out on my first dates and my clients. We call them one and done because if you're holding a lot of toxic information about the parents, then you're seeing huge signs of childhood trauma. And this is the basis of toxic relationships. Now, it is true. 90% of people do have some element of childhood trauma, but there's a whole different category to teach you about if they've had it, have they healed themselves from it? And if you're someone that had severe childhood trauma, these are the clients that I work with. Very successful businesswomen who love their careers, but can't figure out why they keep struggling in love. Those are my clients because they grew up with either very tough, demanding, toxic fathers. They might have become people pleasing, jealous, insecure when it comes to love. And this is one reason they became successful women is because they worked hard at school and that's how they got verbal accolades. Very often they came from toxic home environments, but they learned to be successful in business and then they struggle in love. Well, it's the same for the men, very successful men often come from childhood trauma. And that's one of my webinars that I go into. And I name a whole bunch of people that are very successful, including one of our top politicians that came from childhood trauma and their behaviors, actions, not appropriate for a a successful love relationship or relationships in general. This is why this question is extremely important. Okay. Number two, Do you have brothers and sisters? Are they older or are they younger than you? Sibling respect and affection and a well-balanced family life 
life is always a good sign. Siblings can all be different as long as they respect each other's differences. That's okay. You should speak affectionately and kindly of his siblings, describing a close relationship. Continue your interest and ask what they're doing now. Successful, happy stories will certainly serve as a great sign. If a male were the oldest child, he would tend to be more responsible. If the youngest, he might be a bit more spoiled. If he's a middle child, he's learned to negotiate for what he wants. He could have been more shy and withdrawn or sought attention by acting as a class clown or being a troubled child to get attention from the parents. So listen for any signs of extreme sibling rivalry, fighting, disconnect from a sibling, a sibling that was known to be the golden child. That's trauma number eight, sibling trauma, where they got a lot more attention and you did not. We could go on a lot more about that, but that's question number two. Number three, what are your happiest and saddest memories growing up? The happy memories, there should be several and you should talk about them with a big smile or some laughter. If he excelled in school, sports, music, arts, or other activities, he should talk of that. Having a lot of good friends, favorite teachers or coaches, a happy school life, teen experience, and they should all sound pretty well balanced. You want to listen for any signs of bullying here, peer rejection or fighting, struggling socially or having trouble with his grades at schools or feeling lonely, angry, depressed, or really different from the norm. This could mean he has a low self-esteem as an adult, and he could be a man seeking female attention to build his ego. And a lot of men use sex, develop sex addiction, going for women to idolize them. Or this is how they develop porn addictions. They will go on and pay for chat rooms and have women say how much they adore them because they don't feel a lot of self-love or confidence. This question can open up a whole lot of information if you know how to ask a little bit deeper questions. Trauma number seven, there's 10 childhood traumas I talk about. If you have not heard show one, go back to the beginning, get the 10 childhood traumas. The traumas of personal trauma is based around not feeling good enough, not feeling like you fit in, feeling different from the norm, being shy, anxious, or depressed as a kid. That all comes from trauma number seven called personal trauma. And that question would unfold that. Number four, tell me about your last long relationship or ask if they've been married and ask why they think it ended. Now you can let them go on and on about this because that's going to tell you a lot. If they ask you that question in reverse, remember you're answering in two to three sentences. You're listening here if the breakup had been due to a specific circumstance, like his wife having an affair, having an addiction, or toxic issue that he could no longer endure, or if he experienced the death of a partner. These are all understandable circumstances for a relationship to end on his part. Do ask him to expand his answer to get more information. Remember, as you ask these questions, keep it very light and conversational. Be supportive if you hear something sad, of course. You do want to know if someone is emotionally available and healed from a breakup. And you need some important relationship history to determine if this date could be a good fit for you. However, if he admits to you that he cheated, they say once a cheater, always a cheater. And I tend to believe that. No concern is shown for their partner's feelings. If you see signs of that or if they had difficulty communicating the problems and they possess an easy and willing to answer short and admit some good qualities about his previous partner, but you don't want to over-investigate his past relationships too much, but let him laugh if he wants to. Instead, you can say we learned a lot. We had some wonderful times. It all has been forgiven. We've moved on and I hope he's happy. 
that's what you can say about your ex. Don't be too negative or bitter, and don't share endless amounts of information, again, about your past either. There are a lot more <laughs> things to go into. If you're near or considering retirement and he has at least one divorce in his history, ask how the divorce settlement went. Is he stuck with lifetime alimony? You're trying to figure out if he's in a lot of debt or lost his pensions, uh, his home, his assets. Has he rebuilt his life since the divorce? And as time goes on, you can get more details in this area. If you hear someone's been married for 30 years, you can say, oh, wow, are you stuck with that lifetime alimony? That's how I would ask it. And they're pretty honest about it. They say, nope, I did a settlement. I've been clean and clear of everything for so-and-so years. That's the kind of answer you want to see. And then that they got back on their feet and are doing fine afterwards. You want to partner with regular income, no debt alimony or loans, except perhaps a small mortgage on their house, paid off and perfect if they're near retirement. They have some investments, they own their home or condo or has the savings to buy one with a future partner. In general, he has his financial act together. He has an excellent credit score, over 740. You're looking for someone to have their life together as you do. They are going to be wanting to look for the same in a partner. So that's why I'm saying make sure you're financially sound before you go out and date to find a great partner. You have to be that package. And once things get serious, you could offer the fact that you have no debt where your credit score is and see if he offers the same information. So that is only five of 24 questions you ask while you're out on a date. I'm sorry, the hour is flying fast. There's so much to learn in this area, but I am going to be sharing a lesson at the end of every lesson in life and love. And this is called from the book Daily Affirmations from Roquel Lerner. And it's for adult child of alcoholics or people of childhood trauma. And this is from February 26th. It doesn't really matter. I just like this lesson for tonight. It says, I'm free to love and be loved. Today, I announce my readiness to attract loving experiences into my life. I desire it. I deserve it. And I am able to accept it. I release all belief that keep these experiences from me. Thoughts of competition, jealousy, or rejection have no place in my consciousness today. Past or present hurts do not have the power to exclude me from the divine activity of love. I release all people in my life from the burden of having to make me feel securely loved. I am liberated from false needs to defend myself. When I remove my armor, people feel safe in my presence and are free to love me. I am free to love. This freedom is communicated to all those around me. Today, I celebrate my expanding capacity to love and be loved. I hope that lesson resonated with you. And I thank you for being with me tonight. Next week, we're going to cover the law of attraction and love. This is perfect for both men and women. Please tell your friends who you love and care about to join us next week too. And I appreciate you sharing the love and helping me change the way the world loves. Please also take a moment and give this show a five-star rating, like the show, and make a comment on what you liked or what you want to learn in an upcoming episode. Lessons in Life and Love right on my page at boldbravemedia.com. And you can always send me your questions and reach out for help during the week to Lessons in Life and Love Show at gmail.com. Be sure to join me again next week, Monday at 6 p.m. on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. And as always, I am here to help you have the love you desire and the love you deserve. Have a beautiful week.
we want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Your personal journey of life and love transformation has only just begun. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. And if you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a free life and love transformation discovery session with Rihanna, a $500 value. Just contact Rihanna with your questions and to tell her your story at RihannaMilne.com. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.